Welcome to my canning cellar, where I don't tell you how to can, but rather just tell you how I can. I do lots of online research and I go through my canning books. I also belong to several Facebook groups where I study, learn, occasionally I emulate, but often I ignore, as my belief is trust the science and the testing that's already been done for most of the items that I would can. I'll link to the National Center for Home Food Preservation in the show description to give you one of my trusted sources. I believe in canning the way that makes me feel most confident and most safe. So this is Season 2, Episode 21, Plum Jam and Spicy Plum Sauce. I had quite a few plums to use up, so I decided to start with the jam. And I went with jam instead of jelly, because it seemed easier for me to just keep the skins on. But honestly, I didn't even look up a plum jelly recipe to see what it entailed. I was all about fast and easy on this hot day. I went by the recipe I found in the Sure Gel brand of low or no sugar pectin. We prefer less sugar in our jelly and jam, but I've done it with regular pectin as well. The difference in the makeup is the classic pectin requires a higher amount of sugar in order to make it set, whereas the low or no sugar pectin doesn't need as much sugar to make it set because they add extra dextrose. So you can't interchange the pectins. I'll link to the Sure Gel brand on Walmart, but they can be bought anywhere. This is just so you can see the difference in the boxes. I know there are other brands out there as well. The Sure Gel brand does include directions and recipes for jellies and jams, and also gives you fruit options. The equipment I used for the jam was a food processor, a cutting board, measure cups, a wooden spoon, paring knife, a canning funnel, jar lifter, a dish towel, Dutch oven pot, a strainer, a smaller pot, and I had my debubbler out and ready to go, but I forgot to use it on the jam. I also wore my handy canning apron because canning and I together equals messy. I keep my clean lids in a pot of hot water just to help keep them a little bit softer, the rubber part around it or the compound. I'm not really sure what it is. The ingredients were three and a half pounds of plums, four and a half cups of white sugar, a half teaspoon of butter, and one 1.75 ounce box of low or no sugar dry pectin. First, I washed the plums, then I cut them around the pit. I didn't do any fancy cuts, I just did the fastest and easiest way for me. I cooked the plums down slightly in a half cup of water, then I put them in the food processor to chop them up finely. They were pretty juicy, so I put them in a strainer over a clean pot as I went along. So it was wash, cut, chop, cook, strain. The recipe calls for six and a half cups of cooked plums, so I measured them out, and when I had the right amount, I added one-fourth cup of the measured out sugar to the one package of pectin, I mixed them together, and then I added that to the mixture of the plums in the Dutch oven pot. I have my late mom's pot in which she cooked everything, so it makes me happy to use it. I brought that to a rolling boil, kept it stirred to avoid sticking to the pot. A rolling boil is one that can't be stirred down. Once it got to that stage, I added the rest of the sugar, brought it back to a rolling boil, and I let it go for one minute. After removing that from the heat, which actually in my case is I just turned the flame off because we have a propane stove. So I skimmed off the foam, which the added butter was supposed to reduce it, but that's okay. I always save the foam to eat. 
There's nothing wrong with it. It just takes up room in the jars that could be taken up by the product. When I plan to enter something in a fair, I take out as much foam as possible, and that's just for the looks. I had already heated up the jars, as I always do any hot food, into hot jars, into hot water, and that's to avoid shock in the jars by any temperature change. I use the funnel and a measure cup to fill each jar to one quarter inch headspace. Then I wipe down the rims with a lint-free cloth that I kept rinsing off with very hot water. Then I finger tighten the lids and I put all the jars into the canner. For my elevation above sea level, I water bath each batch for 15 minutes. I used the Presto digital canner so there was no gauge to watch. I just had to pay attention to the beeps alerting me to the next steps. If it hadn't been so hot, I would have used my stovetop canner to be able to do all of my jars at once. But also, I don't always think that far ahead. When using a stovetop water bath canner, I have to remember, always start timing after it comes to a full rolling boil. I ended up doing two batches, which I made separately, as research tells me that doubling the recipe doesn't often work well. My total amount of jam was nine eight-ounce traditional jelly jars, nine four-ounce jelly jars, and three ball 250 milliliters short squat wide mouth jars. And one of those I put the foam and pot scrapings into and just put that jar in the fridge. I don't know if you can still buy these jars brand new, the short squat ones. The handful I have came from thrifting. I like to pick up unusual jars as long as I can find lids and rings to fit. On my first batch, one jar did not ping while I was getting the second batch ready. So instead of waiting the usual 24 hours that one can to see if it'll seal, and because I had room in my second batch, I just took the lid off, wiped down the rim again, and I reprocessed it with a new lid, and it did seal this time. I always place the finished jars on a dish towel, again to avoid shock in different temperatures. So I didn't want to make any more jam. So after measuring the remainder of the chopped plums and adding the juice back that had been strained, and seeing that that gave me seven cups, I decided to make a spicy plum sauce. And I'll link to the website in the show description, which is called An Oregon Cottage. I don't have an affiliation with any company or website. I just like to be transparent, and I like to give credit where it's due. The ingredients I used were, and I did deviate a bit from the recipe, but you can find the original one on the link provided. And the author also indicated that she adapted that from a ball canning recipe. So, the ingredients were, 7 cups of chopped plums and juice, 1 cup of diced onions, which I already had in my freezer, 1.5 cups of brown sugar, 1 cup of white sugar, 1 tablespoon dry mustard, 2 tablespoons dry ground ginger, 1 tablespoon salt, and I use sea salt because that's what I had, 2 teaspoons of minced garlic, 2 teaspoons of red pepper flakes, 1 teaspoon ground cinnamon, and one cup of apple cider vinegar with cranberry and honey. And again, that's because that's the kind of vinegar I had on hand. I basically ignored the author's directions, and I just let all the ingredients simmer until very hot. My plums had already gone through the food processor. I did want a chunkier sauce, so I didn't do the immersion blender step. Plus, to be honest, by that time I was tired of being in the kitchen for so long. I was able to fill four pint jars which had been heated up, and I did these the same way of using the funnel, and this time I remembered to use the debubbler. I wiped the rims, 
I finger tighten the rings and I water bath them for 20 minutes. I am not an adventurous cook, so I'll look forward to finding the right dish to use this in, on, or with. So thank you for visiting my canning cellar. Talk soon. Stay safe.